1: Welcome to Counter-Charge. My name is Matt Carmack,
2: And I'm Jeremy Duvall. Welcome. Um, we're going to continue our uh, cavalcade, our cornucopia, if you will, uh, of pre-Masters 2021 coverage. Um, I'm excited to be joined by Matt Carmack from the Austin area. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing all right. And people might recognize him. You know, Matt has sort of taken up the uh, more of the mantle of a uh, Uh, bringing us some streaming coverage of the masters event and was the host for the uh the epic shall we say masters matchup uh (laughs) stream that was pretty fun
1: yeah it was uh it was my first time hosting one of those and definitely learned some things about that for the future moving forward yeah
2: definitely a uh uh, uh, you can get bogged down in some of the things, but I think everyone had a good time. I know it was a it was a lot of fun, fun, and uh, now everyone who was there for the entire stream can like get the badge. They've won the merit badge <laughs>
1: <laughs> <They> <laughs> for watching this stream. They waited <laughs> no. patiently to get to their matchup and hear, hear our uh, expert opinions.
2: And thanks to Jake uh, Chiripa for giving us some time stamps for part one. Uh, so if you do want to go there, but um, the Masters matchup cast is always super fun because you can—it's fun to watch it, and then also too, like you can go back, you can you know listen to your part again or for your match, or if you want to just have something on in the background, right, while you're finishing getting ready for Masters, uh-huh. it's like good good content for that, I think.
1: I was gonna say, is that what you're listening to while you're finishing up your your last couple units?
2: Yeah, well, uh, everyone, I was funny. Everyone on the first night was like. You're never gonna finish painting your spears being on this stream all day long. Um, but yeah, and I think it's fun. We, you know, listening. Uh, uh, when you hobby, do you are you like a, a TV guy or like a podcast guy or what? What are you when you're hobbying?
1: Uh, I I either listen to music typically myself. Um, it, it really depends. I'm actually weird. I like going out to my local game store and painting there. Um, because if I sit near my computer, I will get distracted and start doing other things. So at the game store, I have ironically less distractions, despite it being an open space, because um, I can find that I can talk and paint a lot better than I can uh, sit in front of a computer with nothing else in paint.
2: Yeah, that's fun. We've always done, and I think that's always been a good idea here. If, if you wanna, if you have like a uh, your your regular opponent can't show up to the game store that night, just bring your paint. And, like, you know, get some hobby done. It's still fun to kind of be around the community. You know, sometimes we'll have game days where we don't even play games. We just get together and, like, try to for, help each other get hobby done, right? Yeah. Um, and then just chit-chat and everything. But, well, I'm excited to have Matt on the show. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the streaming. Um, you know, Masters has been pretty cool over the last couple years, Um. We've really, I think the community really try to step up to do coverage. I know um, from my first Masters back in 2018, um, Amy Stamper and Kara Brown had some stuff uh, filming some games or some great games from that Chicago Masters. one uh, Tom mentions that the Jeff O'Neill Aaron Chapman game um, that got recorded. Um, so if you if you definitely want if you want to go back and check out some of those older Masters stuff. You can find those on eAdventures. That's Amy Stamper's YouTube channel. Um, but really kind of the first thing that you that, that brought you to streaming really was the San Antonio Masters, right, Matt?
1: Correct. Yes, so uh, Pat Zora Allen organized that one, um, I think in conjunction with Mark Cox and Mantic, actually. I think Mantic actually threw some weight behind him. Um, but basically, Pat's work was related around streaming and and hosting video casting for sports so it was a very easy conversion for him to do that for masters he also had access to the equipment uh, through his work and a bunch of other stuff uh, that definitely made it significantly uh possible for us to do the 2019 one and then he invited me on because i had had experience commentating uh esports to a degree as well as some other games so i just was good at commentating basically and like yeah
2: and i know you and michael equipment. percy like, right
1: yeah you know person, kind of
2: pat sorry go ahead
1: right uh, co-commentating with us at that time
2: <laughs> yeah like um uh and i know pat would sort of cycle in if someone had to go and then kind of pat was running the tech and then um you and mike were, were doing the the commentating and like you said it really was like some really good uh commentating and that's like a whole skill in and of itself when you say you had done some other games st- commentating stuff what was that for
1: um before I did Kings of War commentary, I commentated a, a couple of different StarCraft events. Um, I've commentated Age of Empires events, as funny as that sounds. Um, there have been a number of other games where I've co-casted, though those tend to be my my preferred ones because they're the ones that I had experience in and kind of the the level of knowledge required to give good, analytic commentary.
2: Mm-hmm. And those are some great streams. If you want to go back and just check them out, the San Antonio Masters are all on Tabletop Titans Media on YouTube. It's pretty easy to find. But there's some great games in there, um, some really great matchups, great finishes. I mean, the Chris Kapsner-John Venoss game comes to mind. Um, just like the epic conclusion of that game was so good, and that was captured. Uh, There's a game on there with me and Joey Greek when I forget that he put a unit on a hill because the unit was like wobbling. So I was like, just put some dice there. I'll remember that there's a unit there. And I moved this thing up and like turned it. And, you know, we got we get into the bottom of the turn and he's like, I guess I'm going to flank charge with my unit that's right on this hill. And I was like, oh,
1: it's. It's always an interesting perspective for me, and I don't get to see this very often because I think I've only ever had one of my games streamed, and it was certainly not commentated. It was just streamed on, uh, this was Bug Eater 2019, I think. Yeah, 2019 Bug Eater. Um, And there was a game with Brian Brodeur that I got streamed on, but there was no commentary. It was was just top-down view of the table itself, so you could see what was going on. Uh, but there's no one critiquing what you're doing. And I, I do wonder, I've never had the experience of going back and having someone else be like, oh, well, you, you know, clearly he could have seen this or done this or whatnot. And I always, it's hard to not, uh, when, when you're in the back seat, right? When you're overviewing everything, I, I think most of us are gonna be familiar with, uh, counter or not Counter Charge, but uh, Dash 28s, live streams of UB games. And it's, it's very similar. We're like, we, everyone can see how things are working, but you're not in the player seat. You're not under the pressure. You're not under the timer. And so you see a lot more things that you normally wouldn't see in a game.
2: Totally. You have that almost like fog of war when you're in the game, as opposed when you can take a a step back. Um, How important do you think like when you're going into streaming that sort of Uh, knowledge of the game i mean obviously that's important but also sort of just the way that you deliver the material and 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 it seems like it's a combination of you got to know the game but you also get to be like comfortable just speaking
1: yes so i think it's a mixture of two different factors i don't think you actually need to know everything about the game ultimately when it's coming when it comes to commentary you're there for the entertainment of the viewer Part of that is going to be explaining what's going on so that people who are newer to the game can understand, Okay, this is why this is a big deal. This is what that unit should do here. This is what this unit can't do. This is why this person moved in this fashion. Being able to explain that's very important. But it's more important that people can understand you when you're speaking. Um, You have to have kind of that radio talk show voice, be able to maintain uh, good composure. Uh, I myself sometimes stumble over my own words. I have a moderate uh issue with that but most of the time i can work through it with kings you don't have to for instance you don't have to know every army you don't have to know every single unit every single army you don't have to know all the stats off the top of your head as long as you have a general idea of what they are you know you see a large infantry unit you know it's probably going to have crush one probably gonna have 18 attacks that kind of deal you'll usually be okay um But I would recommend having resources like a rule book nearby to check, just in case you yourself don't know. But as long as you know the style of how the game works, that's really what matters. If you know how movement works, that's really the key. You have to understand you have to be able to know how the players are going to make their moves because that's what you're there for. You're there to basically hype up what the player's trying to do. And then if you get it wrong, you've got to double course correct there and be like okay this was either a super shocking and surprising mood that doesn't make sense or you have to be able to explain why you just said that you know what you're saying is wrong now yeah (laughs) Uh, so sometimes when you're commentating players like dustin howard uh, who's a very technical player that can sometimes get very more uh, a lot more difficult as you're trying to watch their moves and if you don't understand what they're doing then you can't help your viewer understand what they're doing.
2: Yeah, you know, and I can see that that is. Uh, it's interesting because, like, I think you you get a, a group of tournament players or whatever, and all show the, show them the same board state. They're probably in the abstract, are all going to come up with similar things, right? You might have some sort of like, oh, 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 I think this is the play, or, or what's the best pot, or you know, what's my path to victory still here? Sort of like calculating all those things. Yeah. But sometimes when you're in the moment, right, there's so many other factors leading into you, into the decisions that you want to make. Like if I'm running out of time, you know, do I want to make sure I'm not rolling too many dice, or do I want to do this, or, or I know that like in a straight up match, I'm probably not going to beat this player, so I'm going to choose to be extra aggressive. and just go for it and hopefully maybe because i know all things equal without any sort of chance i'm probably not going to win um so i could see that that's and especially with kings of war where we're not using chess pieces right everyone has different units sometimes they use the mantic model sometimes they don't so i imagine that could be tough too of of knowing what people's crazy multi-based units are of knowing what's what
1: Yes. Um, a big help in the 2019 Masters cast was we had a number of people basically running back and forth from the tables and identifying what pieces were, at least for the first couple things. There were some times when, just due to the size of the models and the height of the cameras, you would have like an individual character get hidden underneath another unit to where you literally couldn't see it. Um, or the angle of a camera would be just off to where uh, an individual would be hiding behind a piece of terrain and you couldn't see it. And in those instances, we had to have people running back and forth through the tables basically to keep us updated where that was, if it was an important positioning piece.
2: And, and it's just interesting more in general, when you're looking at like table, tabletop games, it's funny how the actual games themselves are still very traditional, right? You have your dice, you have your models, but the ways that we interact with these games has changed and has grown. And now it's like so many 40K tournaments are streamed. Our are, are people like we stream those UB games. But it's just interesting how just streaming in general, whether it's video game streaming, hot tub streaming, you know, whatever you however you want trying to make a living on Twitch. It's just crazy to see this sort of old school on the surface, antiquated game of painting to- toy soldiers, but to see how it's being incorporated into more like the sort of modern world of social media.
1: Yeah, no, I, I would say that if you look at the progression, I, I think a lot of this is just uh, industry wide. I don't think it's necessarily like a, uh, I don't know if industry uh, wide is the right word there. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a societal thing, right? Like, as a society, we've moved into more of a technological age, so to speak. We were just talking about how uh, we were digging out some of this—the tools we're using for this recording just now—have um, been around for a while, but some things have not. Twitch is surprisingly new, if you actually think about it. Like, it's—it's it's only been around for what half a decade, maybe a little bit longer, I think. And YouTube was like 2004. Like, it's—it's they're—they're shockingly new. Um, so I think over time, as people have gotten used to those, as they've become part of our daily lives, you know, we, you know, where do you go to look up a video, YouTube, where do you go to watch a a streamer, Twitch? These are just things that we know now. So all sorts of, of groups and media and, and games are switching to either streaming, recording, or, or replaying, Or finding ways to basically bring that to people who normally wouldn't have easy access to these things. There's a lot of people who constantly talk about how they can't make it to a game store because there aren't either gamers in their area. And I find that this type of media helps them still get encouraged to play the game because they know there are other people out there playing.
2: Yeah, it's like you can feel part of these little communities or these gaming groups. And uh, I know like for me, YouTube is almost like the most the default thing that I watch and i think to me it's it's the fact that there's things that are interested but it's cool you can see your friends on you you know it, it, it connects you in with like a sense of like it's like you're at the game store watching a game so it's like there's this sweet spot of production value that you want but also it's kind of cool to have it be a little bit like you're in someone's actual game room too it's kind of like i don't know it's hard to explain but w- when it's this mixture of uh uh, easy to watch and listen to but still that homey feeling i guess is what i like i like about youtube
1: right yeah with with a lot of the streams and recordings i've seen there's some of them that are super professionally well done and then there's some that feel like they're kind of you know in their in their garage chatting with each other uh master i'll give a shout out to mastercrafted those battle reports were fantastic and hopefully they will continue to be more in the future. Those reports are perfect. They're what I would define as a great battle report style for YouTube. You kind of have an in-house game. You've got a lot more control over what's going on and where the camera angles are. You can watch specific moments. So they're they're cutting and recording it very well for, for their audience. Um, but I've also seen, I think the group was called Knights of the Game Table. They're mostly a 40K group, but they do like an almost – made for tv style of episode where like they have an intro they have a dice cam uh they have interviews with the players but like with title cards and it's it's a huge production at that point
2: yeah and you see some of those especially i think in in 40k or the games that have like the bigger player base where they have multiple cameras in a lidded studio with someone answering like chat from the chat room while they're playing you know um So speaking of streams, why don't you talk a little bit about um, uh, what you have sort of planned for uh, the U.S. Masters? Now, are you going to have someone co-commentating with you or is it just going to be you or are sort of who's involved with this year's production?
1: So uh, this one gets interesting because with 2019, we had Pat effectively running the equipment and then we had me and Mike doing the casting and then we had a number of runners including Todd Serpico doing basically running from tables to answer questions when we couldn't figure things out. This time it is almost all going to be on my shoulders. I've got Pat basically running uh, the advice column for me for a good part of like when I was testing the equipment, making sure that my equipment is up to snuff. I'm using different equipment than what he was using to a degree, but it should still work basically. I'm running a laptop with a number of video cameras running out of that he was running a switch box which is more for uh, sports and uh, effectively larger cameras but the equipment should still work i have a lot more of experience just due to covid giving me a lot of time to learn how to use twitch and all the equipment that and software that runs with twitch uh on the other side of that so that's the equipment side For the casting side, it will mostly be me. What we have thought about, because the people I had hoped to get to co-commentate may not be able to make it one way or another. Uh, Fingers crossed that Kyle will have some time to jump in on a couple of the games, but we'll see. Uh, And I know Pat is coming for a part of the day Saturday to do some interviews, I think, with y'all and some other people as well. But barring that, a fantastic idea that was thrown out by Adam Ballard is to... What we might do, um, and I I am planning to do this, I've set up the the system to where we can do this, is we're going to have an open Discord channel. So I plan to self-commentate most of the games, and I am totally prepared to do that. I can talk people's ears off all day. But people are probably going to get bored of hearing my voice. And so what I would like to do is for people who are watching from home who want to have their own opinions heard and want to kind of chat about the game if they will – they can jump in i'm going to have an open discord channel basically where if they want to jump in and kind of join in and commentate with me for a bit anyone can so anyone from home will have that
0: option
2: well that's awesome if you've if you've been wanting to get into producing content or streaming or get your voice out there this is like here's a a great opportunity
1: yeah that's that's going to be the the game i have not set up the discord channel yet to a point where it's 100% up and running, I have tested the, the sound to make sure it would come through on the recording and come through on the Twitch stream so that, that way people aren't uh, not hearing themselves when they're trying to commentate. But all that is set up minus just a channel specifically for this.
2: Now, I know at Masters, when you guys did it in San Antonio, you were able to have like a couple tables and you would switch, you know, cut from table one to table two or whatever. So with just you this time, are you going to, I mean, what's the plan there? Are you going to have one table, two tables, or how many tables per round?
1: So we are going to do two. We're going to do two tables. So we'll have on one table at this point decided by Fanatics, we're going to have Joey Greek versus Kyle Poole. Fun. Second table. I'm mostly leaving that up to myself to make a call on that one based on what I think people are going to want to watch something hopefully that is different in style from Joey Greek versus Kyle pool. And again, this is dipping into that experience with the game and knowing kind of how the army are going to play. Also, this is a subtle thing, but since these tables are ideally going to be table one and table two, respectively, our eventual masters will probably be on these tables near the end of the event. So we will be able to see those final games because of that. I want to try to avoid having too many people who may actually end up on those tables, or at least that are, I guarantee will end up on those tables. Um, so I don't, I can't always make a perfect decision on that, but it's going to be usually names that are not getting into people's either dark horse lists or their uh, picks for guaranteed going to make it to Masters. So Dustin Howard will have to wait until round three, y'all. Uh, we'll see.
2: So is that sort of your idea as you're uh, after, you know, the first round sort of, you know, I think is a great idea, right? You pull the pull the community, think for those matchups that are fun or interesting or that have characters or, you know, have fun little storylines. And then is your plan like round two on to sort of a uh, similar thing, but also keep in mind who's on the t- top table, but also think about ooh, what would be an interesting matchup to watch?
1: My hope is that we'll be able to do that for round two and three. I can't guarantee that because a lot of that's going to come down to how much work that is for Mark. And I'm not going to put sure extra strain on some. Getty who's so you already, may
2: just get whoever just, ends up on those tables is who's who's going to be on the stream.
1: Exactly. So at least for round one, we can do this guaranteed for round one. And we can put interesting matchups that the people want to watch. And then for day two, I'm not worried about it because they will be the top tables and people are going to want to watch, you know, who's going to who's going to end up being their 2021 master. So that's that's expected. But for rounds two and three, fingers crossed, we'll have enough time to where I can see the next round pairings and try to pick out something interesting. But it's going to have to be pretty quick before he posts them and gets everyone up to a table. Well,
2: I think it's going to be cool. I think it's a space that I think the bigger the Kings of War hobby grows. And the more I mean, I know when you can't go to a tournament, being able to follow it, like while you're doing your chores or doing whatever, you know, it's so cool to have that thing to watch. So I know that a lot of the, the are, you know, the players who didn't make it or maybe some of the people, you know, UK or Europe people will be able to watch. Um, so I know I'm excited. And then, like you said, it's always fun to go back. Like I've watched my game with Joey like a couple times. And it's really interesting because you see in yourself like how you've grown as a player in those in the couple of years. Like I look back at you know 2018, that era, and uh, I'm watching myself play, and I was like, "Don't do that, you moron!" You know, or it's like, uh, or I see like I charged a a a horde of something. Uh, I don't know what it was in the back with uh, werewolves. And I ended up not killing it. And I just remember you guys going, oh, man, that sucks. And I was like, yes, it did suck. Um, (laughs) And then there's the one time where it's like this one cab charge that I missed. And Pat is like, what did you do? And I was just like, oh. I think for me in that game, once I forgot that the unit was there on the hill, it was just a mad scrap to, like, get my because that's the first time i had ever played on stream so it was just like it's just kind of nerve-wracking a little bit
1: it's definitely a different experience and i i have um i do want to make sure so for joey greek and kyle pool uh for potentially grant fetter and keith conroy and the third choice which is probably going to be between the grant Keith and Adam Ballard and Shannon shoemaker for the second table. But I wanted, I do want to make sure that all those players are comfortable playing on stream. If they're okay with that, I'm trying not to, there were, there were a whole lot of suggestions that were put forward for things that could be done to make the stream better for the viewers. So there were things like we could totally create giant pieces of paper that said fight and like put them on the table so that people with the camera could see, this is what they're rolling right now. And, you know, you could do like a giant waiver site, like basically big, giant markers that were viewable from the camera instead of smaller gaming elements, which are typically less intrusive. Um, And I basically, after a lot of debate, decided that that's just not feasible for the players because you're trying to you've got people who are already playing on clocks. They're already playing on stream, which is a is is a stressful situation. It adds some stress to the game. You've got a lot of people watching now. And then. With all that combined, asking players to, hey, I need you to put these extra tokens and remember to do these extra things while that's happening, I honestly think that's a little much. What what I have done and what I hope that will get used, but again, I'm going to still leave it up to the players, is that we've added a dice tray with a dice cam. So that ideally, if not necessarily for attack rolls, at least for nerve rolls on like, critical things, that players will roll in that so we can kind of join in on the Ooh, he got it, or ooh, he snakes it. Moments that really
2: yeah, the nerve the nerve exciting. ones would make sense because I think sometimes it's hard if you're rolling a bunch of dice, you know what I mean? You're trying to do like a big spear attack or whatever, especially yep. time wise. But I think having a nerve roll cam is a great idea um, because I think that was a, a challenge you guys had, which is okay. They're doing a fight. Okay, that looks like eighteen dice, so they're probably doing this combat over here. But like you said, because yep. they don't have like a I mean, I think if there was a way to work all that into, like, the actual stream side, so, you know, you could, you know, for future, or or just in a perfect world, that sort of stuff would not be on the players, but it would be built into, like, the overlay of that the stream is using?
1: So the answer is yes, and I did actually look into that and try to see how viable it would be to basically, instead of having the players put down a token that was visible, basically use the fact that I can using the tools for the stream basically just create an icon on screen with without any issues i could create a pair of cross swords and say cool this is a fight and i could make that as big as i wanted the problem that very quickly started happening was the rate that people roll dice is super fast compared to the rate that i can using the tools in the stream add the things add the specific wound counter Put that next to the unit that it's supposed to, and by the time I've done all that, they've moved on to the next unit, and I, because I'm also trying to commentate at the same time.
2: Oh, it's, it's too much.
1: much. It's, yeah, way it's too not going to be feasible for one person. This is yeah. this is definitely something I'd like to do in the future. When if if I ever can solidify a co-caster, and then I'd have to expand the equipment a little bit, probably to a second device. At that point, we could work on having one person entirely dedicated to running the the camera equipment similar to what pat was doing in 2019 and then at that point it's we have a lot more flexibility in what we can do
2: yeah yeah, yeah. now that makes sense you know to because like you said not only are you trying to do all this stuff but you have to watch the game and you have, yeah. and you have to be th- nowhere like okay what turn are they in where are the toes you mean you have to Uh, Kings of War takes a lot of mental energy to play and the same thing with watching it and trying to figure out what the people are doing. I mean, that does take concentration and focus.
1: Yep. Um, So trying to keep my job as as minimal as I can uh, while I'm doing that, which right now is basically switching from camera A to camera B. Well,
2: I know, like, I hope that, you know, in the next year or so, uh, I, I hope for us to be hosting a Masters here on the West Coast, and for that, I will not play. So maybe I can fly you in and we can start the first ever, uh, uh, our, our, John Madden, Pat Summerall team team that will last for 30 years of casting. Yeah. I've already planned to like rent the party bus and everyone who flies to the West coast hosted masters will get picked up by Jeremy in flip flops, shorts, a Hawaiian shirt, and one of those captain like hats. And I'll come pick you up from the airport. Yeah, I, I, we're, we're, we're not there yet, but we're close. And and the one that we have envisioned that we're building is going to be straight up California summertime themed, you know? Yeah. So we, we have a lot of cool ideas for when that happens. But um. Okay, so where are are, are people going to be able to find the stream? Are, is it going to be? I know because I know you have both Twitch and YouTube. How are on the day of the stream, how are people going to be able to watch it?
1: So, uh. A little bit of that is going to come down to how powerful either the hotel Wi-Fi, which I'm suspecting will be the lesser of the two options from experience. uh, The other option will be basically using a device that specifically casts it out. If the device that casts it out has the strength to run on both YouTube and Twitch, we will be running on both YouTube and Twitch. And I will post links to that in Fanatics when that happens. But following the Methuselah Zero Twitch account is going to be the most likely place that it will be streamed if we cannot stream to both.
2: Okay, cool. And yeah, so stay tuned to the Fanatics. We'll also, we'll share the, the same link on Counter Charge on our Facebook page. Um, so just check out both on the day. And then is your plan to sort of start when game one starts? Or are you going to do any sort of like pre-game or, or time-wise? What are you thinking?
1: So due to the way that Masters and everything else works, um, it's going to be a heck of a ride for me. So when I get in Friday night, I have to set up all the equipment and I'll probably uh, commandeer some people who are uh, willing or unwilling to help me do that uh, because it definitely takes two people to set it up. I, I, I am tall, but these, these uh, the, the stands for the camera are quite, quite high uh, and require some assembly. But uh, my, my beautiful handcrafted creations. But barring that, so Friday afternoon, come in, set everything up, get everything ready, pass out, hopefully go drink with the guys. Not too much, because then I have to get there earlier than the players on Saturday morning, because regardless of whether or not we get some pregame stuff in, which I would like to, I'd like to catch any, you know, early announcements I do have it set up to where I basically have a mobile cam that I can use to try to catch things like Mark's announcements. If Ronnie, uh, unfortunately, I've heard he is not going to be able to show up, but if he had been able to show up, I would have liked to have filmed that. There would have been a couple of other things that would have been caught on film. I do have a mobile cam for doing that. So if we do get everything set up and there's no issues, fingers crossed, then we will try to catch the early announcements and then maybe have some opening statements.
2: And like you said there's always stuff that comes up right so would you say if people are wanting to st- to watch the stream just monitor Facebook or just go ahead and subscribe to your Twitch and then it, they'll get the notification when it does get up and running
1: Yes absolutely and okay. I Yep
2: Yeah and then and then you'll post when you get the Discord stuff all set up is your your idea then is just to post that on Fanatics as well all the info for that
1: so that will probably be posted sometime during the following week to get everyone kind of in the right position for it, so they know where okay, it is. Okay, cool. Obviously, they gotta they gotta join the Discord, they gotta make sure they're in it, and then I have to set up some other stuff with that. But once we're all set up with that, then yes, I'm gonna post that to Fanatics, uh, probably to Countercharge as well, and a couple other locations, uh, Kings War Worldwide. Texas kings of war mountain region, Kings of war East coast, West coast.
2: And if someone's sort of interested in, in maybe signing up to do that, if they want to reach out to you, like sometime next week, just to say hello ahead of time, that's totally cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If people want to reach out to me, the easiest way is going to be through Facebook. I do respond pretty actively to that. I may not respond right away, depending on the circumstance, but I should be free most of next week to take those messages. And then basically be like, Hey, you know, if we have, if, if, everyone in the world starts signing up for positions on this Discord thing, then I might have to restrict it a little bit. But fingers crossed, there will be just enough to keep it interesting. People coming in, people leaving. My idea is to keep it kind of an, an open door thing where people can join. If they've got, you know, like an hour on their lunch break, they want to come in and commentate with me. And then if they're, you know, they go get off a of lunch, they go back to work, they're good to go.
2: Awesome. Awesome, dude. I'm, I'm excited. Like the matchup cast always seals it for you. For me, anyway, when it comes to a big event or masters, you're, you're painting or Jeremy is. I'm painting. I'm stressed. I'm running around like crazy. I'm trying to get this stuff. And and the and the fun rainbow hasn't like become the double fun rainbow in the sky across the sky for me yet because it's just <laughs> stress. But then like the matchup cast happens and you and you realize oh, you're gonna be seeing all your friends and and it's only like uh, uh, it's like real, you know, it's really happening uh so i'm psyched
1: yeah no i'm i'm the closer we get to it the 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 more excited i am getting on my end so it was it was a fun challenge to bring together all the equipment i this this all kind of started a random on the ride home from bug eater and mark's car where basically i just mentioned like that i was streaming and he offered to let me do the the, the matchup cast and from there that kind of spiraled out in my head very quickly into we could do the 29 thing again and do the whole commentary again. Uh, and then actually budgeted out and was like, this is actually very realistic. we could do this again. Um, and it's an excuse for me to come out and hang out with everybody and have fun. For those of you who have never been to a master's event before, it's it is a huge hangout event almost more than it is the national championship it's it's really a time to just come see people who you don't get to see normally you have people coming from every corner of the United States to, to just hang and play the game
2: yeah and I mean even you know we, we would have if the borders weren't closed right it, it's a multinational event you know we would yeah. have people from from the Canada candidates. and from and from Europe you know so it really is not only uh, the piece of resistance. To find out like who's the who's the best of the best, uh, but it really is it's the one time a year that you're gonna see all your kings of war friends fan, friends no matter where they're from. You'll see the Cape Cod guys, you'll see the the Baltimore guys, you'll see the the Twin Cities guys, you'll see the Omaha guys, you know the the Memphis guys, all the Southeast guys. You know, well that's cool. I just want to know did what was it what was it the foundation against the Elvin Crutch? Did they donate? Did they donate again this year?
1: So I, due to how things shook up and mostly due to my own just desire to, to have as much creative control as possible. Uh, I, I definitely, I, I self-funded this thing. The good thing is that regardless of whether or not anyone wants to donate toward it, I don't have to worry about that as much because moving forward, all this equipment is reusable. None of it's rented, none of it's like owned by someone else. It's, it's all mine, so I can nice. use it. My goal is that if people like what we do at Masters this year, theoretically I could do it at our local gaming store and stream tables from there just to do it. And if people enjoy that, then we can make it a bigger thing and I can try to bring it up to other events. It is a little bit of a trick to try to bring it to a place further than Dallas because it does it's going to require at least a van to carry it. doesn't necessarily need to be a truck. It's not that big when it's broken down. but But it is probably a little bit of a trick to fit it on a plane.
2: But so I mean, whatever. that's so cool. I think about that. I think about tuning into like a Thursday night game at your local game store to see like... Todd and someone play or whoever. And it would be like, I would totally put that on while I'm painting. You know what I mean? And just be able to see a game with my buddies that are, that's playing in some wherever. So I think that's awesome. Well, I'm, you know, I'm really excited that you decided to do it. You guys did so great. Um, you know, and shout out to Michael Percy and Pat too, but all of you guys did, just did. So those casts are, are so, so much fun to watch. Um, and I'm excited that you're gonna do it again this year.
1: Yeah, no, it was a it was a pleasure in twenty nineteen. And I, I think with with all the preparation and all the setup that this year is gonna be just as good, if not better. And then hopefully if people enjoy this type of content, which that's that's really what it comes down to. It's 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 for the community. If the community likes it, we keep doing it. If the community yeah. doesn't like it, you know, we can we can try something else. We can figure out what we need to do to make it better
2: cool cool man so once again where can people find you uh, what's your twitch
1: so it's going to be www.twitchtv.com forward slash Methuselah zero that's M-A-T-H-U-S-A-L-A zero so but I will have
2: all that and we'll have we'll put that in the show notes and we'll have all that all that information for you guys Um, but so so, uh, come Masters weekend you know just stay glued to your uh, social media well, thanks, Matt. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, as I've said, I'm excited. A lot of people are going to be excited, I think, to watch the, to watch the stream coming up. Um, any other shout-outs you want to say? Uh, I know you've thanked Pat, but in, in, any other shout-outs?
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely want to. I, I'm going to throw his name out there again. I do want to thank Pat. He's put up with me, uh, throwing him a million questions a minute. For a lot of how we did the previous one, if he had any of the files related to the previous one, uh, any advice he had, again tips for equipment, uh, tips for once I finish my contraption that holds the camera, does you know does it look stable? Does it look okay? Um, and and uh, helping me drag it out to our local store to give it a test run. In addition to that, I want to thank Mark for giving me the chance to run the Masters cast and for giving me a chance to stream Masters this year as well. So that was exceptionally nice of him. I'm glad that you know Mark's a super community guy. It hopefully will help grow the community in general. I'd also like to thank anyone who actually follows the Twitch stream. I'm going to give myself a little bit of a shout out there. That does help me in the long run and support me in other ways. So I appreciate that. Even if you don't watch my other stuff that I do on Twitch, I do play other games. So thanks for those who follow. That's fantastic and helps me a lot. Also would like to throw a big thank you to Todd. Todd agreed to help bring all the equipment. My schedule for this coming week is going to be a little bit funky. So Todd's actually coming to pick up my equipment to bring to masters for me, which is a huge help. And then depending on what else Todd ends up doing, I heard he may end up slotting in for someone. But if he doesn't, ideally helping do some caddy work again would be super awesome. But that's uh, anything that he's done thus far is already making it much easier for this to be pulled off. And then, really, just everyone in the community, give yourselves a pat on the back. It's been a hard year. We're still all here. We're still playing the game, and we're, we're 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 on the other side now. We're getting back to to playing Kings of War.
2: I know it's wild. I was in Target, like going to Target and not having to like wear a mask is like, Eight. It's, it's wild. But um, like you said, it has been a tough year. And I think that it shows the strength of our community that we found a way to make it through, especially since we're not a huge community. You know, we're a, a, a smaller one. So I think it could have been easy for areas to just sort of break apart or stop playing. But in many ways, it's like, you know, our community's grown even bigger. OK, so make sure you check out Matt's uh Twitch stream Masters Weekend. Look for him to be posting on Fanatics and on Counter Charge Facebook page. Also, really think about joining him on the Discord channel. You know, that would be a really great opportunity if you've been wanting to get your, your voice out there or you just sort of want to take part in Masters and couldn't make it. I'm curious to see what who, if we'll get any special mystery guests uh, uh, or funny, funny, funny guests show up you know maybe uh we'll get croger calling in from australia uh that could be pretty cool okay man well i'm gonna see you here shortly o- only a couple more weeks get some board games in
1: yep i'm psyched man um, i'm so excited
2: okay why don't you take us out
1: always remember to keep countercharging. thanks
0: for listening and we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.